0: Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. Please stand and let's worship together. God, we welcome you into this place so full of joy just to be in your presence. So we come before you just to lay it all down, to lift your name high, to shout your praise. We welcome you in this place. I raise a hallelujah.
1: In the presence of my enemies, I raise a hallelujah. Middle of a storm. Love
2: this morning. I love the two lines from these songs. In the middle of the mystery and in the middle of a storm, there is victory. There are battles, but they're all His. So let's just give those battles to Him. Would you sing that with me? that this morning because he's at work right now he takes what the enemy means for evil and he turns it for good take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good come on let's sing that together you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good. Let's sing that to Him because that's what He does. You take what the enemy meant Yes, that's right. You turn it for good. He does. You turn it for good. That's what He does. He's doing it right now. You, you take, take what the enemy meant They have no power. You turn it it's good. all His, you turn and He's given it, it to good us. Good. We are the children of light. We live in victory. You take what the enemy meant for evil. You take evil, what the enemy and turn meant
1: it for good. You turn it for good. You turn it for good.
2: Yes, you do, Lord. Yes, you do, Lord. You, you take, take what, what the enemy, enemy, enemy meant for evil. evil and, you and you turn it for good. good. You, you turn, turn it for good. I'm going to see your victory. victory. I'm going to see your victory. Yes, we are. For the
0: God for your presence here, would you fill this place, fill this place with your spirit. In youth ministry, we have this um, time, we do it at least once a week, where we let the kids just be still, so if you can imagine for a moment, 30 middle school and high school students being still before the Lord, it's beautiful, it's pretty breathtaking, But in that moment, we encourage them just to listen. Listen to the Lord. What's he saying to you? We call that pulling out the gold. Because a lot of times we come in and all we see is the tarnish. We see the negative. We see the disappointment. We see the discouragement. We see our failures, our shortcomings. But I encourage you right now just to let the Lord minister to your heart. What is he saying to you? Let's just take a moment just to listen. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to do all the things right. There's no secret formula. Just let Him love you. It's free. Let Him tell you how much He loves you, the good things about you, the things that He's put in you. Let Him pull those things out. Pull out the gold, clean up the tarnish. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we're loved. Thank you that we're held, that we're chosen. Thank you that we are redeemed, restored, renewed. Thank you, Jesus. together. You...
1: That's our prayer. Oh, God, come with revival. You can start it in me. Yeah. yeah.
3: You can be seated. Father, it's, it's our heart cry. The last line of that song, oh, God. Amen. Oh, God, start revival. Start it in us. Start it in us. Lord, I'm reminded of even something that's been on my heart that uh, revival is not coming. Revival is already here. Amen. Harvest is not coming. Harvest is already here. Father, for that, we are grateful that you are moving in us, through us, and among us. Lord, you are calling people, wooing people to step over the line and go all in with Jesus. And we are grateful grateful before you as sons and daughters and Lord we commit everything we do here today to you the worship the prayer preaching and teaching everything we do here we commission it we consecrate it set it apart for your use father I pray if there's anybody here that has not gone all in with Jesus that today would be a day where they step over the line that is our heart for them as I know it is your heart your desire and your will for them. So, Lord, I pray for the rest of our time here together that, Lord, we're here to exalt Jesus. We know that if the Son of Man be lifted up, we'll literally draw all people to himself. We honor you, Father, in all we do. In Jesus' name, everyone said Amen and amen. Great to see everybody. My name is Jimmy Pruitt. I'm the lead pastor here at The Bridge. I want to welcome you to The Bridge. And if you are a first-time guest, we're especially excited that you're here. And we want to welcome our first-time guests like we always do with a clapping of hands, right? So good to have you. Welcome. Glad you're here. And for those of you that are watching online, we're thrilled that you're here with us. And we don't want your experience to be diminished because you're not here. So we welcome you into our Our living room is you welcome us into yours. And would you help us if you're on Facebook? Let us know where you're from. We love seeing where you're from. Feel free to comment, ask questions, interact. We're here to to answer any questions you have and work with you. And do know this, communion's coming in just a little bit. So if you want to get your elements together for that, feel free to do that. In the meantime participate sing with us follow the words on the screen it's all there for you and if you are watching online another thing is if you have any prayer requests or prayer needs we want to help you out with that you can see the on your screen info at bridgefbg.com. That is our general email, and you can write us and give us your prayer request. We'll pray for that, pray for you, because we want to help you stand and fight the good fight of faith. And for the rest of us here that are in person, again, welcome. And also, if you have a prayer need or prayer request of any kind, feel free to stop by the Connection Center on the way out, and there's a prayer card there. You can fill that out, and then any of the black boxes in the building that you see on the walls, we have two here and one over here, and On the way out, you'll see them as well. Just feel free to deposit it right there, and we'll get those prayer requests because we want to stand with you. Speaking of prayer requests and prayer needs, we have something special that we're doing. This is called a VIP card, and if you don't have one, feel free to pick one up at the Connection Center on your way out. They're free. Just pick one up. And what it is, it looks like a bookmark, but really what it is, it's a tool for evangelism and a tool for revival. So VIP stands for Very Important Person or People. And so what we're doing is we've got 14 blanks on here on one side, those that you're praying for, for salvation. We want to see people come to Jesus. Amen? By the way, at the end of a four-week period right here at the bridge, we will have baptized 23 people. Can we give God praise for that this month? And how about we just declare that we're just getting started, right? Come on. Uh, So God's on the move, Aslan is on the move, and uh, we want to move with him. So anyway, those that you're praying for, put that on there and pray for them every day. Keep this handy uh, where you can get to it. On the back side or the other side, it says pray for reconnect. These are people that have, for whatever reason, life has happened. They've fallen away, they've stepped away, they've drifted, whatever. And we want to see them come back to Jesus. We want to see them re-engage their faith and re-engage Christ. And so there's seven blanks there. Feel free, I've been I've been adding to mine, and uh, FYI, I put America on mine because we need to come back to Jesus, amen? So America's on mine, but also just everything that's going on. I even put some political figures on there, and uh, we all know some could get saved, right? That'd be, would be a lot happier. So anyway, pray, pray for those, keep those, here's what we're going to do. Every week, bring those with you, and we'll just take a moment to pray like we're going to right now. So if you have your VIP card, take it out. Keep it handy. Let's pray for those that are on the card. And we're also going to pray for the churches in our community right here in Fredericksburg in the hill country that are gathering today. We want to bless them and be a blessing to them. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, the name that is named above all names, we bring these very important people to you. We are grateful that we have the privilege of entering into and co-laboring with you for their salvation, co-laboring with you for their reconnect. For their coming back, their coming home, for their repentance. And Lord, we speak life over them, encouragement over them. Father, I pray for divine appointments for these that are on these cards. Even if it's a nation, a divine appointment for a nation, for all, Lord. That they would come to Christ and come to know you. Not just know in their head, but know in their knower. Jesus as Lord. And Father, for our churches that are gathering right here in Fredericksburg, in the Texas Hill Country today, we pray for and we bless our churches, our friends all over this city, our brothers and sisters in Christ that are worshiping together this morning in various locations. We know when you look down, you see one church, even though there's many expressions. And so we're like a beautiful tapestry you're weaving. We celebrate our part in that tapestry, our role, our lane that we're running in. We celebrate our assignment but also the the assignments of other churches right here, and we bless them. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen Amen and amen. A couple of housekeeping things to let you know what's going on. If you are a first-time guest, we've got a little gift for you. This is a gift bag, and it's got some goodies in it, and that's for you that are first-time guests. Do stop by the Connect Center, fill out a Connect card, and we'll give you a bag. We want you to have some neat stuff from us to take with you, and so that's for you. And then also uh... let you know what's going on right after this service right in the family room just outside of here we're going to have our Bridge Life membership class. Many of you have wanted to join the church. I think we had 29 last month that joined the church. So we've got uh, another good group coming through today. But if you did not register or sign up, it's not too late. We've got a few spaces left, I think. So just stay back. We do have child care available. So that'll be right after this service in the family room for about an hour. And then uh, it's going to be a beautiful time. Then Annette and I ha- get to duck out. I almost said have to, Jerry. We get to duck out because Jerry Weaver's getting baptized this afternoon in a river, no less. Can we bless Jerry? We're excited for you, brother. So we're going to video that. Next week, we have, I don't know, 10 or 12 or 13 baptisms, a bunch. Next week, we're going to have two baptistries going next week, and we'll show the video of that and, uh, and then we got another very special thing that's, that's, that's in the books right now that we'll show as well. So next week's going to be a party in the second service. I'm just saying. We'll show the videos also in the first, but the live baptisms obviously will be in the second service. So you guys will get to partake. So it's going to be an exciting time. But anyway, Nick, I have to duck quickly out of that class to get over. By the way, this, this, we're just going to call this the last river baptism of the year because it's getting colder. And my little skinny white legs just don't handle that cold water real good. So we got we're gonna have two of these over here. So, Jerry, you got it in right at the last minute there. And uh, also, this is really cool. Um, the Chosen, uh, Annette's doing an eight-week study. They started last Wednesday night. They had 37 amazing women show up for that study, hit the ground running. Now... If you missed week one, it's okay. You can still jump in. It's not too late. That's on Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. in the family room. But also, there's a new class with Annette starting at 10 o'clock on Thursday. They'll start with week one of The Chosen. Quick story about The Chosen. Crazy, crazy. You never know what God's up to, right? So, Annette and I have been really touched by this series. It's an eight-part or eight-episode series on the life of Christ, those initial days. It's all the backstories of the disciples and Nicodemus, and it's amazing. It's one of the most, I don't brag about Jesus films a lot. I'm not going to lie. But this one, I've never seen anything like it. And I'm telling you, it's even changed the way I've enjoyed the scripture going back through the Gospels. It will help you. So, I encourage you to watch it if you haven't. Now, uh, for the ladies, you can go and be a part of that. Now, we, we got a very special invitation, which blew our mind. We've reached out to them. We've given. And then through another friend, we were invited to actually go out to Provo, Utah, and Goshen, Utah. And we get to be on the set of the filming of season two of The Chosen about a week and a half from now. So we're going to get to fly out there, be on the you – know, I'm going to be like, Jesus. I mean, it'll be like seeing <laughs> – Jesus from the film. I hope I don't get all weird, you know, about that. But, uh, but we're so excited because we get to meet them, and get to, it's going to be a blessing. And so, anyway, just invite you to jump in that, and, and uh, man, God is so good. Amen, family? All right, well, as we turn the corner, we always want to, uh, to celebrate Jesus in communion. We celebrate our union with Christ through communion. And so if you have your cups here, I want you to pull out your cups. If you don't, if you'll lift your hand up real high and keep it up, we'll get the elements to you. They look like this. And we've got folks back here ready to go. So keep your hands up until they get them to you, darling. We'll get them all down here. We'll get down here eventually. But uh, they're gonna work their way down and get those to you. Now, for those of you who have your cup, a little housekeeping, if you would, peel the top layer first, the clear layer. You'll thank me later. The clear layer, that'll expose your, your wafer there. And then gently and gingerly, you can do the gold layer next very carefully. There we go. That way you'll have that ready for just a moment. So we're going to eat that to you. Come in your way, Darlene. Put your hand up. Oh, you got it? Okay, good. Good to go. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. When Jesus was with his disciples on the night before he was betrayed, very interesting in first century style, they kneeled or reclined around the table. The tables were just a couple of feet off the ground. So they actually reclined or kneeled while they are eating. They didn't sit in chairs like we do. And so they were together around the table, Jesus with his 12 disciples. I'm sure Mary of was around there too, hanging out. And they were all together. And Jesus knows what's about to happen. They don't. So you have to use your sanctified imagination a little bit and enter into the story. Where Jesus sees them, and loves them. He's poured three years of his life into them, walked with them. They, together, they fed thousands of people. The disciples got to participate in that. Together, he got to, they got to watch him heal a leper. They got to watch him call Lazarus out of the grave. They got to watch Peter step out and walk on water, take a few steps. They have seen what hardly any human being has ever seen before in their life. And can you imagine how fun it is to sit down and eat? You think they didn't retell the stories? I mean, actually, it's the whole nature of the Jewish culture to retell, to retell, to retell the stories over and over and over. It's called the auricular tradition. So they would tell the stories over and over. It's part of their nature and their culture. So can you imagine sitting at dinner with them and how excited and animated they were as they retold what Jesus did and retold? Do you remember when we had those When we had all those people show up and that little kid had a fish dinner and we took it and we just, we kept handing it out and it just kept, it would never went, never went away. And you can imagine the joy, the excitement sitting around that table. And Jesus knows this is going to be a different dinner than the rest because it's his last supper. And so while he's with them, he picks up a piece of bread and we'd call it matzah bread. It's a unleavened bread. We have an unleavened bread wafer. So go ahead and take out your it. He held it up before them and he said, this is my body given for you. Given for you. And he, in another place on the cross, he said, I don't, no one takes my life. I give it. I give my life. So Jesus said, this is my body given for you. Then he takes a goblet of wine and it was a common cup and he held it up and he said, this is my blood given for you my body, my blood the covering of sins the remission of sins, the wiping away because he was indeed Yeshua Hamashiach, the Messiah who had come, the sacrificial lamb to give his life and in that moment he holds up these elements and says this is what's about to happen that changed everything after that So Jesus, even as you held up the cup and the bread, we hold up our cup and our bread. And we're doing what you ask us to do, that when we're together like this, we're to remember. And so we're remembering. And we're so grateful, forever grateful. Grateful for your sacrifice. Grateful for your life. Grateful for your death. Grateful even more for your resurrection. Because you now live your life in us and through us. We love you and we honor you today. In Jesus' holy name, everyone said amen. You can receive the elements. At this moment, we have the privilege of praying for our children as they get ready to go to Bridge Kids classes. And we get to pray over them and bless them. And listen, I don't take words lightly. And when I pray this blessing over them, I want you to enter into agreement with me over their lives. So our children, if y'all would stand up and we're going to pray for you as you get ready for your class. And then we'll release you and dismiss you. Let's pray together. Father, we lift up our children. They are the next generation. They are going to be the next generation of giant slayers. They're the next generation of difference makers. They're the next generation of culture shapers. Lord, they will make a difference with their lives. Their lives matter. And we speak grace over them and life over them and hope over them. And, Father, we pray over their destiny that no enemy, no devil in hell can, litter, can ever derail them from their destiny. So we speak this life over them. We bless them. We encourage them. And, Father, for our teachers and our facilitators and our leaders and our helpers, Lord, bless and encourage them as well as they pour life into the next generation. We bless them. And everyone said amen, amen. Can we bless our children as they head that way, as they go? Now, we also want to participate in worship through this way, and that is through generosity and giving. I never can hardly... Do this without stopping to say thank you for your generosity, your continued faithfulness. And I want to encourage you in this. You're not giving to the church. You're giving through the church. And I want to just pull up. We've got different ways to give. You can see there on the screen we've been uh, talking about these every week. And you can see that information. But I also want to show that the, those that we are praying for, those that we are blessing, those that we are in partnership with. And I say we because it's us. We are making this possible. All these different ministries we're sowing into, giving into, and making a difference. And trust me, they are blessed and encouraged because we're doing it. So get your, maybe the Lord will highlight one or two of those names in particular as we pray for our offering. Now, a little instruction. We don't pass the plate here, but you'll notice there's a black box on that door, one on the back there, and there's one over here as well. During this next song, we're going to begin to worship and celebrate some more. As we do this, you'll be dismissed and released to go Take your offering and place it in the box. Do me a little favor. Would you bless your offering as you give it? Those of you that give online, do the same thing. Before you hit send, bless it. And even if you've already sent it, still bless it. God's good with that. Bless what you're doing. and God will honor it and bless you. So encourage you to do that. So during our offering, let's all stand together. Father, in the name of Jesus, it is our privilege, our joy. We get to do this. We don't have to. We get to. And we're thankful, Lord, that you take, you touch, and you release blessing even as we sow it. And so, Father, thank you for the harvest. Thank you for your blessing. We honor you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You're dismissed to go give your offering.
1: what he started. Yes, he will. Our God will finish what he started. Oh, yeah. This is my testimony from death to life. Let's grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ, the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe if I'm not dead, then you're not done. Greater things are still to come. testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous I justify this is my testimony oh I'm alive this is my testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous Justify. This is my testimony. This is my testimony.
2: Amen. Would you please be seated now as we prepare our hearts and minds for the uh, the word? Uh, would you please just close your eyes for a second? We're gonna. No, I'm gonna turn the lights on really bright. We're not gonna pray. Go ahead and turn the lights on. They close their eyes. Now you can open them back up again. Now we're gonna play a video as we prepare for the word. <laughs>
3: So, a number of years ago, we had the privilege of going to the East. We went out to Manila in the Philippines, and we were able to celebrate with an amazing uh, movement called Every Nation Ministries, and it was their 20th anniversary, I believe, at that time. It was an amazing experience. But while we were there, one of the pastor's wives said, hey, I want to take you guys to a market in Manila in the Philippines. And so, we're like... All right, let's go. So we jumped in a taxi, frightening experience. Talk about making you a praying man. I'm telling you, it was crazy how they drive there. It was, it was insanity. We finally made it. We drove up to this massive warehouse, and it was jam-packed full of people and jam-packed full of stuff. Stuff was everywhere. Smoke was billowing out of the place. There were all kinds of smells, and it was just mayhem. It was crazy. We went in there, it turns in it's one of those markets where you can get like Oakley shades for three bucks if you haggle well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think they were real, but I got a pair anyway. And, uh, and you can get Nike t-shirts, you can get uh, Louis Vuitton purses, yeah, for 40 bucks, I mean, amazing, you know? So anyway... <laughs> We were there. We had a great time. We ran around. I think I bought a couple of watches that died like literally a few days later and never worked again. But anyway, we had a sweet time. But while we were there, there was this one area and there were all of these, what I thought were rugs initially, hanging. Turns out they were tapestry wall hangings. And when I walked up to them, they're all hanging on these racks. I looked at them and they looked horrible. Now, little did I know what I know about a tapestry. I was looking at the back side of them. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if you've ever looked at the backside of a tapestry, but it's terrible. It's ugly. It's hideous. It's it's just threads and knots and random stuff going everywhere. Random colors. It's disorder. It's chaos. And as I looked at the back of that, I'm like, man, who would want that in their house? And I thought it was a rug. Turns out it was a wall hanging. It wasn't even for the floor. But it still looked terrible. And then I saw somebody go over to these big racks, and they would move. And, and they moved one. And when, they, when I saw the front side of it, the actual what you're supposed to see, it was stunning. It was absolutely beautiful. So isn't that interesting? One side is pure chaos, pure ugliness. Pure craziness, but on the other side is extreme beauty. I was thinking about this week as I was watching a little bit of news. I've taken a massive news break lately. I'm telling you, I got a lot more shalom in my soul just by not watching the news. Can I get an amen? amen. But as I watched just a little bit of it, and just again, seeing the chaos that our world is in this isn't just our nation this is global the world is in chaos the world is in upheaval it is though what the bible says that the earth is groaning from within it is groaning and as I let some of that settle in this thought about a tapestry came to me because what I'm seeing on the outside looks completely messed up it looks disorganized it looks disturbed it's 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 random nothing makes sense but let me tell you something and make no mistake about it we serve a god who takes what is the enemy means for destruction and disorder and he right sides it and makes all things new and all things beautiful make no mistake That tapestry could be flipped around, and that is the earth we are in right now. God is up to something amazing. And if we will take the time to get a different vantage point, a different look, a different view, a different perspective, we will actually see beauty on the other side of chaos because God brings beauty out of disorder. What's on my heart for today and has been on my heart for all of us is, first of all, I've been celebrating all the micro revivals that are breaking out all over the world. Make no mistake, millions of people are coming to cross right now across the earth. So in the middle of this disorder, the backside, the tapestry, you flip it around, you see the kingdom of God absolutely at work, on the move, and advancing. In fact, I remember one of, the, one of the pastors, Bob Fu, there was others, Brother Yun, and others who are some of the generals of the churches in China. There are over millions of believers. And I remember it was, it was uh, actually Brother Yun who said, do not pray that persecution will stop. Don't pray for God to stop the persecution. Pray that we will bear up under the persecution and we will endure to the end. See, he understood that what persecution was actually doing in the church in China, the underground church, not the three self-patriotic church, that's the government-sanctioned church, but the underground church movement that is alive and well and growing and in revival right now, meeting in houses and huts and forests all across China by the millions and the millions. He said they understand that revival is actually what is growing them. It is what is enlarging them and it is what is spreading Christianity. And much like a drop of mercury in your hand, when you slam it with your fist, it doesn't go away, it just scatters. And God is using things in this world right now to scatter his word, and evangelism is happening across the earth. Folks, I don't know about you. I want to see the tapestry, the front side, the beauty of it, the kingdom side of it, not get my eyes fixed on what is destroyed and disordered. Can I get an amen? You with me on that? We need to celebrate. Amen. Celebrate what God's doing. I mentioned this earlier, I mean, just this month, in four weeks, we're seeing 23 plus people baptized, and I'll issue this invitation for you. There's some of you here that have never taken that step, the next step to go all in with Jesus and say, you know what, I need to be water baptized, I need to be immersed. Listen, this is going to be warm next week, and we're getting an additional one, hopefully. We've ordered it, hoping the next one comes in, we'll have two ready to go. And even if you show up next week and didn't bring a towel or clothes, listen, it will not be too late to step in those waters because we have t-shirts and towels. We'll help you out. And it's not too late to go all in. So all this has been percolating in my heart. So the title of today's message is this, Finding Stability in an Unstable World. Because the world right now is about as topsy-turvy as it's going to get, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it'll get worse. But here's the deal. Depending on your vantage point, you can look at the backside or the front side. Which is it? God gave you and I the most amazing gift. It's called choice. He gave us the gift of choice where we can literally choose the vantage point by which we will see the world in which we live. Let me tell you, how you see what's happening right now will make all the difference. And how you interact, how you engage, and whether you smile or whether you cry. Listen to this. God is up to something. So I I want to do something. We issued these. We wanted everybody in the house to have one of these. Pull out your card. We're going to use these. This is a tool that was developed. I worked with uh, Bill Loveless from Christ's Life Ministries to develop this tool. We want everybody to have one. And I had people come up to me, can I get 40? Can I get 100? I'm like, we'll give them out until we run out and then we'll we'll order more. It's not a big deal. We'll order a bunch more. So I want you to take this out because this is a tool. Because here's the deal. We know that the Word works, right? The Bible, the Word of God works, right? But we have to work the Word. So it's one thing to know it works, but it's another thing to know how to use it. And that even though your weapon may be a melody, right? We worship in warfare, but here's the deal. The Word of God is also your weapon. But we have to learn how to work the Word. So we're going to do some basic things today, but it's going to help you in your situation right now, whatever it is. You're going to be able to get the Word on something today and walk out of here a different person than what you walked in. Does that sound like a good idea for anybody? I want to be different, amen? So let's start with this. I want you to look at your, your card and we're going to start with this. It says your identity in Christ. So take out your card, your identity in Christ. You'll see it on the screen as well. Your identity in Christ. And I want to share with you the first scripture I ever memorized. No, I know, shock and awe, I didn't learn John 3, 16 first. Sorry, I wasn't raised in church. So, when I became a follower of Jesus at 19, this was the first scripture I learned because I, I joined a little youth group, not a little youth, a big youth group, and they were memorizing scripture, and this was like one of the first things that came my way. So, one of the first, there were several, but I want to read this to you. You can look at your card, you can look at the screen, it'll be the same. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Let me read this. Anyone, now turn to your neighbor and say, You're in anyone. You're in anyone. You're in anyone. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Now, before we even take another step in this verse, i got to share something because i got to unpack that a little bit. You have to understand that now faith is. This is a now kind of faith. We're not living from the past or for the past or leaning back to the past thinking about the good old days. Can I get an amen? Amen. Praise God for what he did back there, but I want to know what he's up to today, don't you? I want a current faith. I love Hebrews 11.1. 1. We talked about this last week. Now faith is. Now faith is. The assurance of things. The confidence. The belief. Faith is now. Romans 8 verse 1. Now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. This is a now kind of faith. Listen. The historical Jesus is awesome. Amen. But don't you want to talk to him today? Don't you want to get it knowing better today? Because it's a now kind of faith. Listen to this. I'm going to say something to you. I hope you'll receive this. But according to God's Word, according to the Bible, God's Word, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Now, I want to say something. That's what's known as a new creation reality. You are a new creation in Christ. here's the beauty of the reality. That means right now. That means you are not the same person you were five minutes ago. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Don't want to see a show of hands here, but somebody had a rough morning. I'm just saying. Your coffee pot didn't work. Oh, that would be terrible. I talked to someone who had COVID a while back, and the first way they knew they had COVID was they couldn't taste their coffee. I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think about that. This is horrible after all. So it, it totally wrecked their morning. They couldn't even taste their coffee. Listen, Some of you had a bad morning, had a rough time getting here. How do I know that? Because I know the enemy's M.O. Gets you so jacked up that if you even make it, if you survive getting here, getting the kids out of the house, getting everybody done, the dogs taken care of, if you survive that, by the time you get here, man, you are whooped already, right? Can I get an amen? Or are we the only humans in the room? No, this is real. This is where we live. The enemy knows that he's just trying to take you out before you even get here, so that when while we're worshiping, you're just trying to regather yourself. Here's the good news: you're not the same person who blew up on your kids earlier this morning. You're not the same person who said to your husband, "Why are you talking to me right now?" Oh, that was a net on the way here. Here's the deal: this is it a joke? It's a running joke. It was a joke. We laughed, and here's why. Because she says, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Well, I didn't find out till we're in the car driving here. She had not had her coffee. And here I'm just going chattering up a storm. And she said, why are you even talking to me right now? I said, oh, my gosh, she's not had her coffee. So I just got quiet. I said, so what did I say? I said, well, I'm going to talk to Jesus then. So that's what I did. I talked to Jesus. I'm, I'm talking to Jesus. i got to talk to somebody. Some of you had a hard time getting here, and you're feeling beat up about it. You're feeling condemned about it. You're feeling... Ah, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I thought that. Oh, it's Sunday. I wanted to worship, but I can't even worship. Let me tell you the good news. This is good news, family. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. You're not the same person you were 30 seconds ago. You're not the same person you were a day ago. You're not the same person you were last night. You're not the same person you were a week ago. Isn't it beautiful to know that you're a new creation in Christ Every moment of every day. Can I get an amen? It is new every day. By the way, when you wake up, you get a whole boatload of new mercies, the scripture says. His mercies are new what? Every morning. You get a do-over every day. That is what it means to be in Christ. This is who you are. The old life is gone. I'm reading the scripture. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Isn't that good news, family? Could we just stop and give God praise for that right now? Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you how this works. So here's the deal. That's good news, but you have to take it for yourself. You have to in a very real sense. I love Don Finto. He always says, just take whatever, out. whatever comes your way, just say, I'll take that. I'll grab hold of it. That's mine. So take it and make it yours. But here's how you personalize it. This is a very how-to simple thing. You take your card and you've had a moment. And you need a renewed mind in that moment. Here's what you do. You take out your card, and you put everything on notice. Heaven, hell, and the earth, right? Does that cover about everything? So you put the devil on notice. You put God on notice. You put yourself on notice, your own flesh. And you say, the word of God says, out loud with your voice, you say this. Anyone who belongs to Christ, I am an anyone. So now here's how you would say it. In the name of Jesus, according to God's word, I belong to Christ and I have become a new person. My old life is gone. My new life has begun. What did I just do? I made it personal for the moment. Let me tell you something. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, by the message of Christ, by the good news, by the gospel. Faith comes by hearing. As you hear yourself say those words, you know what happens? Faith comes. And you become larger on the inside than you are on the outside. You can't even go out that door because you're so big on the inside by faith. Because the faith has come and has enlarged your spirit. Isn't it our spirit man that we're trying to grow, not our flesh man? We want our spirit man to be bigger on the outside than it is on the inside, just to out outsize us and spill over life and faith. Now, we're going to talk more about the other side of the, all the rest of these later, but I want you to flip over your card. Now, we're going to look at the truth sets us free, and we're going to talk about five foundational truths. Now, we're not going to do five foundational truths today, so you can... Pick your tongue up off the floor. You pick your chin up. We're staying with it. So we're going to take as long as it takes for us to get through this card because this is a tool and a resource for you. I want you to know how to work the word. And you know what's going to happen? The devil's going to get nervous when you wake up in the morning. Did you hear what I said? The enemy is going to be worried that you're awake. All of hell's going to go, oh, no, they're awake. We're in trouble because you understand the power of God's Word. So, go with me on the other side of this. The truth sets us free. Many of you have heard me unpack this. We've talked about this. Many of you are walking in this truth, but not everybody is, and we've got new folks here, so I have to revisit something for you. This is a foundational truth. John chapter 8, verse 32 says this, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Let me say it again because this is so powerful. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I've never met another person who said, I wish I was in deeper bondage than I am. I really wish I was more addicted than I am. I really wish I was more trapped and bound up than I am right now. I've never heard anyone wish to be More in bondage. But oh, have I talked to hundreds, if not thousands of people over 35 years of doing this who have said to me, Pastor Jimmy, I am tired of this and I want to be free. And you know what I say to them? You're this close. Freedom in Christ is not something that is so far out there that it's only obtainable by the elite spiritual few. Jesus said, if you become like a child, that you can actually experience the kingdom of God. Not as you become like a scholar. Not if you become like a theologian. Not if you go to seminary. No, I, it took me three years to shake seminary off and become like a child again. Maybe more than that. And I'm not making fun of it. I'm thankful for my training. But man, it, it, it taught me that the word of God was a textbook and I need it to be a life book. And I had to go back and re-embrace it as a child. And I want to encourage you. You are this close to the freedom you so desire. Look what he says. You will know the truth. I've got to break this down. The word know is the word "gnosko" in the original language. It looks like gnosko. It's nosko. And it literally means this. To know by experience or by encounter or to have intimate knowledge of. Right, let me say it again. To know by experience, by encounter, or to have intimate knowledge of. In other words, you don't nosco here, you nosco here. And so an easy way to say it is, you know in your knower. Say this out loud with me. Say, I know, I know. in my knower. I know, I know. I know. in my knower. So what I'm saying is it's not a head thing. It's a heart thing. It's a gut thing. It's a knower thing. It's something that is down inside of you. And you know by experience. He says you will know truth. Truth. So what is truth? What did Jesus say? I am what? The way. The what? The truth and the life, right? I'm the way, the truth, Jesus Himself is the truth. You will know Him by experiencing Him in your knower, and that will make you free. It is when you understand who He is, and when you understand who you are in Him, and whose you are because of Him, that you now can walk in freedom. The freedom you have longed for, the freedom you have cried out for, is this close. Quick story. I was in a church one time, and this church, I I guess you'd call it a special, they were specialists in deliverance and freedom kinds of ministries. You've never been around that? Well, then this might not make a lot of sense, but I'll tell it anyway. There was one particular hall in that church that I tried to avoid. I was on staff. I was an associate pastor there. And I sort of stayed away from that hall because that's where all the wild ladies Got with other people to pray over them to break off demonic strongholds and stuff, and they were loud and rowdy. I mean that they were there was screams coming out of there, there was all kinds of stuff coming. So I would be at the office or be and I'd be walking towards it and I would hear and I'd go, Oh, the ladies are here, I'd just go the other way. Inevitably they would come find me if they got stuck. Like I'm some kind of exorcist, you know, ambulance chaser kind of guy. Like I'm, I'm, the, I'm the ER doctor or something. But they would come get me, and one time they came and got me, and they had a lady in there. She was from Africa, and she had some deep underpinnings of stuff from her past, from her heritage growing up. I mean, dark arts, dark stuff, occult, voodoo, witchcraft, you name it. She was racked with it. And they had been going for hours by the time I got in there. I walked in a room and it was, you could feel the heat in the room and the smell of sweat. And man, these women were crying and working. Everybody was sweating. I walked into chaos. (sighs) What's a guy to do? You walk into that kind of drama, you walk into that kind of scene, well, I probably should have been an ER doctor, I should have been a trauma surgeon, I should have, I should have, I'd be a good EMT, because I'm real calm in these kinds of things, so I just walk in, I say, hey, what's going on, ladies, and I mean, this poor lady is just out of her mind down here on the floor, wallowing around like a snake, and I'm just like, okay, I said, would you sit up, please? And it, I don't know what all had happened before I got there. It was pretty crazy. I said, would you sit up? And I helped that lady up. And she sat down. And, and she tried to, to start saying something. And she got real weird. I said, stop that in the name of Jesus. And I spoke to what was driving her and behind her because the discerning of spirits went to work. And I said, "I said, devil, you have no authority here. Stop in the name of Jesus. I said it calmly. Didn't scream. No drama. You know what she did? Instantly she stopped or it stopped or whatever was going on there. So here's what I did. I took 15 minutes to help her understand her identity in Christ. See, no one had ever taken the time to disciple her, to teach her who she was, that she's a child of the Most High God, that in Christ she's free, that in Christ she's chosen, in Christ that she's part of a royal priesthood, in Christ that she's born again, saved, and sozo is already at work. No one ever told her. So she had been dragging this torment around for years. And in 15 to 20 minutes... We were walking out of that room with her completely set free. And there were no theatrics, no dramatics, just the truth that set her free. I didn't do anything but say, this is what the word of God says about you, ma'am. The word says you're free. The word says you're chosen. The word says you're his daughter. That you've been adopted into his family. The word says, the word says, the word says... You will know the truth, and the truth of what, family? Set you free. Set you free. That she was gloriously delivered. Those ladies were like, What? How did you do that? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just shared the scripture. I just let the word do the work. See, you have to know the word, but you also have to know how to work the word. Does that make sense? What I'm teaching you here is the same thing. If this could set someone who had been generationally bound by demons from Africa, do you think this might work on you when your kid's spinning out? you think this might work on you when you're having a bad day at work? you think this might work when we're in the middle of a global pandemic? Do you think the word will work, family? Yes. I'm asking a question. Do you think the word will work? Yes. Absolutely it will work. But we got to work the word. All right, here's what we do. So now we know that the truth will know the truth. And the knowledge of that truth, the understanding, the experience of it will what? Set us free. So how do I work that? What do I do with it? Again, with your mouth and you personalize. Let me ask a question. Did God create the earth by meditating on it? What did he do? Did Jesus call Lazarus out of the grave by thinking about it? Oh, I've got a good idea, but I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Did Jesus calm the sea by meditating on it? What do you do? Are you seeing a pattern here in the scripture? The pattern is the word spoken, the word released, and what it does, it carries power. Your words are like depth charges, they're power containers. And listen, you can work that for the good. You can work it for the bad. We already know that, right, by experience. But here's what I'm telling you. You can take God's word, speak it, and atmospheres have to change. What is that called? That's called the authority of the believer, the exousia of the believer. And you are all carrying it, and you're all packing heat. All of you. Remember, you're in anyone. So you're already packing heat. Some of you just don't know it. You think, well, I haven't got my, my, my you know, concealed carry license yet. You don't, need this. you don't need a concealed carry license for this. Your license came to you when you said yes to Jesus and decided I'm going to go all in and I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. And his Holy Spirit took up residence in you. When you followed him in believer's baptism, when you begin to walk with him and learn his word, all of that is your license to carry And here's the simple tool, call it a handgun, call it a whatever, a derringer, I don't care. This is a tool. All it is is the Bible, the word of God put in a form that you can take with you. And when you're having that moment, you can go, oh, let me see. And you can announce to whatever's going on, devil. Let me tell you what God's word says. It says this, I know the truth and the truth has set me free. What did I do? I Just personalize the scripture. It's that simple, family. Now, what do you do right after you personalize it? What do you do after you say, I'm an anyone. I belong to Christ. I'm a new person. My old life is gone. My new life has come. Then you go over and say, I know the truth, and the truth sets me free. What is your next step? Gratitude. Gratitude, oh God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, that I am free. Thank you, Lord, that I am a new person. You know what you're doing? You're putting your flesh on alert what your spirit already knows to be true. You've got to put your flesh on alert. You've got to say, flesh, you may act another way, feel another way, want to do another thing, but my spirit is out front, not my soul. My spirit is leading the way. And spirit, thank you that you are over my flesh. You are over my soul. And you put this to work. And guess what? When you begin to say, Lord, thank you, I'm free. Listen, you know what? I needed such a big reminder. I had it wrote on my arm permanently. Free indeed, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You know what the other one is? Tetelestai, the Greek word that means it is finished. I operate out of the finished work of Jesus Christ. What are these? These are permanent reminders for me. As long as I'm in this earth suit, that I am His, that I operate out of the finished work, that I am free. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen? Amen. 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 All right, we're going to stop there because that's where we stopped in the first service. We're going to pick this back up next week. Now, we've got a big party going on next week, so we've got baptisms, and we're going to have a great time. The goal is not to finish this. The goal is to learn how to use this because this is basically a short form of the Scripture. Take this with you. Take several of them. Grab them. We'll make more. Get as many as you need. Take them with you and read through this. We're going to keep covering this, and we're going to unpack this as we go so that you will be well-equipped. You will handle the word of righteousness. You'll have it so that the next time something pops up on you, you pop right back on it. Amen? With the word of God, and you will fight the good fight of faith. Let me tell you what will happen. You'll become stable in an unstable world. Can we invite our worship team back up? Let's go out with worship. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Your words are life. Your words are truth. And we are grateful. We honor you in the word. We honor what you're doing in it. We thank you that you have equipped us. You've empowered us. You've anointed us. You've given us authority that we can walk in truth. The kind of truth. That makes us free. We rest in it. We live into it. We lean into it. And we declare in Jesus' name that we are free. I lift up my friends here, Lord. Father, I pray that they'll walk out 10 feet taller than they walked in. Knowing who they are in Christ. Knowing whose they are because of Christ. And knowing they are armed in danger. They truly are WMDs. They are weapons of mass destruction to the enemy's kingdom. Because of the word of God in them, the spirit of God in them, the power of God working through them, the presence of Jesus living his life in them and through them. And they don't have to walk out of here with a care on their life. But they can walk out knowing you're up to something good on their behalf. We love you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together. It's worship.
0: Children, their children, may's
1: favor be upon you and a thousand generations. Your family, your children, their children, their children, may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations. Your family, your children, their children children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations, your family, your children, and their children, and their children may His presence go before you and behind you and beside you. Joy!
2: Give a praise to the Lord this morning. As we as we go where we live and work and play, let us be a blessing. The Lord is with you as you go. The world needs Jesus, and we are we are Jesus to the world. So let's do that. As you go, please remember we'll be we'll be here at the platform for a while if you need prayer. If you'd like to speak with one of us. Also, Bridge Life is just going to be happening here in the family room. And we may have room. Just check with Lori there as you're on your way out if you'd like to join us. If not, go in peace. You are blessed. God bless you.